It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, now, what do we have here? It looks like 25 military age men getting out of a boat. What you want? Watching a World War II documentary? Nope. This weekend's activities down in Malibu. Grainy nighttime security footage showed 25 foreigners, illegals, don't know where they came from or why they're here, showed them embarking on the Malibu beach, then disappearing into the California East. What? A highly trained Hamas SEAL Team 6 kind of group? Nobody knows. And that's the problem. Would you come? This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. I believe in borders. I believe in strong borders. But I also believe that we have, we, the collective world, we have created this moment. Because society becomes how we behave. We are our behavior. This moment exists because of our collective decisions. So we have a responsibility at this moment to address this moment. He talks in circles, but yeah, you do have a responsibility to how society behaves. Governor Dip-de-doo, Governor Beelzebub, sanctuary state for illegal aliens and a long list of others. But yeah, you... Uh, you, you had it going, boy. They were coming in, weren't they? Illegal aliens into Malibu. Yeah, that's... But uh, remember Newsom when, uh, back when Trump was president? And, uh, oh, remember AOC down there crying and how Trump's separating families and all of that? And where we invest in children, Jeff Sessions, invest in children yeah. where we don't tear them from the loving arms yeah. of their mothers and their fathers. We don't do that. No, unless they're a sanctuary state for transgenders and we're ripping them from mothers of other states, right, Newsom? Remember? Uh- where we fuel the greatest economic engine the world has ever known at the same time we're protecting our environment and protecting our workers. That's California. That's California. No, California right now, we got illegal aliens invading, invading Malibu beaches. We have pirates in the Bay Area. This is, this sounds like medieval documentary stuff. 25 military looking age. I don't know. It was kind of grainy nighttime footage but the word is is that it's right there malibu right next to barbara streisand remember her anti-trump song it's called don't lie to me (laughs) everything we build become undone how do you sleep when the world's burning sleep when the world's burning how you gonna sleep when you got 25 uh hamas seal team six guys invading your neighborhood there barbara huh barbara what are you gonna do now uh boatful invaded the elite playground well let's go look 
Hey, Zillow, how much is an average home in Malibu? The average home for a private, <laughs> I missed it. It's $3.4 million. That's the average price. You just average at that. Oh, this is where you live? No, no, it's nice. It's Yeah, no, it's nice. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's not a wow factor. Wow, you live here? No, not at three point average. That's just a that's just where Leave It to Beaver. That's where Ward and, and Beave live. Just average home right there. Uh, actually that one where the Cleavers lived and Leave It to Beaver, that'd probably be like a six or seven million if that was there in Malibu, right? Homeland Security, Border Patrol investigating a boat that sunk off the Malibu coast. Coast Guard got a call about 730, 25-foot-long vessel. It's a type used by human and drug smugglers. They found debris filled with uh, life jackets and gas cans, but nobody was there. whole thing was captured by security camera. We don't know where they came from. Could be uh, Iranian, 25 members. I don't know. We, we, we don't know who they are. Uh, could have been 25 guys that just left a lettuce field in Venezuela. We don't know. We have no idea what's in their heart. So, no, it's not racist. It's racist. Yeah, it's not. We don't know what's in their heart, man. Are they coming here? Uh, did they grab three more of those gas cans on the way? I mean, what are they going to do? Or are they really highly trained and they're just waiting for a terror cell uh, um, van picked them up and they were at the uh, Four Seasons that night showering, eating steak, lobster, caviar, right? Uh, boy, they're on a mission. They're, they're blowing up the Rose Bowl. We don't know who they are. And that's just 25 cats. This happens by the thousands every single night. Tens of thousands in a week. And we've seen the millions that have poured over ever since President Dumbhead uh, said surge. Oh, there's somebody else that lives in the don't lie to me neighborhood. Hunter Biden. He lives in. He's got. He's got a little pad there in Malibu, uh, as well. You won't. Uh, you're not going to hear this too many times. But there, there's a lot of things that uh, make me want to like kick a hole in the studio wall. Right? Things elected officials do. The lying politicians. The the crisis that's at our at our border. These numbskulls. Right? Get up there and lecture red states about. You know, uh, hey, we're a sanctuary city. We welcome all, right? I I had this story from last week, or maybe it was even the week before. Uh, I toted it around with me for a, a while here. But Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, he, uh, you, you, you think maybe they would start accepting responsibility for the crisis that they created and saying this is how we're going to change it, but he didn't. He blamed right-wing extremists that want to bring slavery back and, quote, refused to accept the outcome of the Civil War. That's... That's why they're having the problems in Chicago. Well, not all of them are talking that way uh, up in the north and northeast here as well. And I can't believe my ears and uh, or uh, my eyes when I read this. And you're not going to believe your ears when my voice uh, projects it back to you right now. This comes from the Reverend. No, not Al. Not Al Sharpton. Can you think of another Reverend that might surprise you saying this not no not joe Osteen, no jesse jackson reverend jesse jackson quote i'm going to quote him right here laws need to be enforced at the border yes that was jesse jackson saying laws need to be enforced at the border and more resources are required 
Wow. Jesse Jackson, laws need to be enforced at the border. What in the world is this? I know. Amazing. Well, you know, uh, you're actually going to start to have a, a swing in the voting patterns. It's inevitable. Inevitable. It's already starting. It's already starting. Let's let's go listen to some Democrats uh, who, uh, well, they call it people of color. I'll go along so that you can paint the visual uh, in your head. I'm I'm a little bit half maize and half peach. I go with maize and peach. That's that's my color on the scale of color. Uh, these were some Democrat voters of color in Chicago. Listen to this message to Joe Biden. Listen to this message to all Democrats out there. Chicago and any Republican candidate in the city of Chicago, now is your time because we are done with the Democrat. Brandon hey, Johnson, Governor President, President Biden has shown us what they think about the black community all over this country. And so we're standing here today to support people who are not going to support us. And the Democratic Party here in this city, in this state, and in this country is not supporting us. We're not going to continue to allow our state representatives, our congressmen, our aldermen, and our mayor to let us know that we don't matter. Just like you're going to show us that we're going to matter, we're going to show you. It's going to be a great day in the city of Chicago when a Democratic convention comes here and then they found out in March that a lot of black voters took Republican ballots. Deal with that. Deal with that. Joe, your response to that. I mean, you got to be concerned. I'll make mistakes as president. Biden administration has fined a Chattanooga trucking company $700,000 for checking employment eligibility if you want to apply there for a job. Let me explain this. It's actually... Uh, he's following the laws that he set up. The Civil Rights Division of the DOJ now loses, uh, uses this concept called disparate impact. They'll go after any business that requires employment for verification. Now, if you're thinking, well, no, you can do uh, real ID, uh, not real ID. What's it called that we got to do here? Uh, E-Verify. Thank you, right? E-Verify. Now, here's how they, they work this. If you've got a screening process that disproportionately hits any category of person, meaning race, color, national origin, I'm sure they allowed sex under there, uh, then that creates a disparate impact and is unlawful. So here's the example that they actually give what Biden is doing. A hundred people apply for a job. 50 of them are, are Hispanic. All of the applicants must provide work eligibility documents to process their forms. If more than half the denied applicants are Hispanic, the demand for the documents creates a disparate impact and is therefore illegal. So if you, let's just say you're in a heavy area of LA somewhere in inner city and you got a hundred job openings and a hundred people uh, apply for the job and 50 of them are Hmong and they don't have the paperwork. And so they're just, they're going, ah, no. You can't do that. That's disparate impact on a certain group out there. So the Transportation Management Services, 
This is this trucking company in Tennessee. The DOJ said you routinely discriminate against non-U.S. citizens, non-U.S. citizens by requiring lawful permit residents to show their green cards and by requiring other non-U.S. citizens to show documents related to their immigration status. I read from the DOJ filing right there. They're just flat out going, nope, you can't discriminate against non-U.S. citizens that have no paperwork to prove who they to prove who they are. It violates a provision of the Immigration and Nationality Act. And it says employers got to allow workers to present whatever documentation the workers choose, and you cannot reject documentation that reasonably appears to be genuine. So I think that makes it what? Easier for illegal aliens in the United States to find work over U.S. citizens? Bingo! There you go. If you hire illegals, uh, then I guess you're breaking the law and not breaking the law. But I can't believe they got to. You would think that this uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee covenant transport out there that had to pay the $700,000 fine, uh, anti-discrimination provision against workers that are not U.S. citizens. You think they would, uh, you know, appeal that 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 just does not sound right. But then again, that's Biden administration of 2023. So it kind of does, doesn't it? Man, are you going to keep voting for this, people? You California Democrat voters, has it affected your life? Are you like that woman in Chicago right there yelling and screaming and causing a fit saying we're going to go Republican because they have just, they've ruined it, man. Ask yourself, California voters, what is it going to take? Is it going to take a suitcase nuke going off at the Rose Parade to make you wake up and realize your own voting has put all of us in harm's way? Admit it, admit it. You and your Democrat vote was downright stupid. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You go to department stores and they'll say Happy New Year and they'll say other things and it'll be red. They'll have it painted, but they don't say, well, guess what? We're saying Merry Christmas again. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. On December... You thought I was going to say 25th? 16th. Fresno State's going to be in a bowl game. We'll talk to the voice of Fresno State Athletics. Paul Leffler coming up here at the bottom of the hour. I just want to turn the song down now. gotta be kenny g in it i saw him new year's eve san jose the only like new year's thing I, like i think i even went out in my adult life uh i couldn't believe he i thought it was fake until i learned that reverse nose breathing thing he does or something or somebody taught me but i didn't learn how to do it but he would hold those notes so uh, for minutes it was just something else uh well we're going to be talking also with paul leffler about because i'm so confused i i'm a casual slash avid weekend watcher college football but this whole bowl thing all the controversy everybody on tv was like acting like we're right up and knowing everything nobody went back and explained what the controversy is and how it's set up and gave a little diagram you know they're all in they've known this for years so anyhow that's what i asked paul to come on explain it to me maybe to you maybe you do Want to, but we'll get a little explanation of how 
this is all when it transforms, how it's happening, how they're picking them all. And we'll talk about Fresno State going to New Mexico as well. Uh, I saw a story about a cosmic ray, and I thought, what's that, 1950s comic book kind of thing, right? Cosmic ray. Reagan's going to do Star Wars. I now know we have we have cosmic ray weapons. Sure we do. But they said one just arrived from space, deep space, and it landed in Utah, and they, they proved this at uh, University of Utah. Telescope array experiment detected the second highest extreme energy cosmic ray. Here's what they said that it comes from like way, way off in black holes and and this energy comes here. And they said it's equivalent to dropping a brick on your toe from from your waist. That's how much the energy impact from the cosmic ray hit in Utah. That's coming that's pretty powerful. Think of that. Oh, that just hurts to think about those those thin bones on the top of the toe, right? Imagine just that. Bam, and you know when you hit your foot in the middle. The, okay. They said it comes at us you know, nearly the speed at light. They're charged pot- particles, protons, electrons going through space. And they said they're raining down on Earth nearly constantly, but this was the second highest one that they had actually actually tracked. I never, I didn't know these things. They said it came from uh, an empty area of space bordering the Milky Way galaxy. Uh, how do we prove this? Just put a telescope on the moon and show the old doom buggy still there, right? Put an end to this. Uh, they said they don't care what causes the rays to have this much power and they can't figure out where they come from. Well, we can't figure everything out. Come on. We figured a lot out in a short period of time. I don't know if you realize throughout history, the arguments that would go on of whether if you keep going, whether you fall off, what are... What are these things that show up up here at night that are all bright, right? And they started tracking them. Think of the think of the diligence that took back in the day to track the cosmic skies up there and to 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 you know even determine planets and all before telescopes, right? But I always think of the conversations that let's say the uh, the the native Californians in the year 1300, 1400, or even further back, just laying out at night on a cool summer night breeze, right, and debating how far away those blinking things up in the darkness were. And what is that big white thing that keeps showing up? And it's sometimes it's a half and sometimes it's a crescent. And, and it draw. where does it go? Where does it go when it leaves us? And where where is that bright shining thing when the white thing is in there where, where does it go just all the beliefs and the arguments and i know and no you don't you're an idiot uh you'll fall off that if you sail out on that water out there right uh we think we're so smart these days and we are we've come a long way with a lot of explanation part of that was being able to get away from the planet and view back and look at it uh was a big thing and the maps I've been watching a lot of Oregon Trail stuff and uh, the Donner Party stuff and all of that traveling out west. And, you know, people would say, hey, take this pass. That's the best one to take, right? Before maps, just think how hard it was to map before you could get above. You know, this pre-balloon, how, how they made maps and how almost correct they were now that we overlay the computer satellite map imagery. Uh, that took some smarts, right? People were way smarter, I think, back then than we are now today. I think today there's a few smart people and the rest of us just use their technology. Uh, That's how I feel, right? Uh, Because 
I, I, I say, like, even with uh, living in Fresno for eight years, you ask me streets, people go, well, it's over there on the corner. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's kind of right by where you live. You know? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, because GPS. At the start, GPS, and then I, le- I didn't learn from streets. I just learned from something telling me which way to go, and I didn't store it because I didn't need to because it's always there. And you think about how many other things I bet you we do in our lives now that are that are different from the, here I go again. I miss the 1900s. For, you know, back when you could go to the store without somebody calling you five times while you're there. Yeah, get, get weed bread. Don't get white bread. Get weed bread. <laughs> uh, get the orange juice without the pulp. When you were gone, you were gone, man. People didn't worry about you as much. We're in constant contact now. It's worry. I mean, we all do it to some degree or whatever, right? I'm so confused this weekend over the college football playoff controversies. How does the team, like, lose a game and then not make the playoffs, lose one game all year? You know, in the NFL, that wouldn't happen. If you lost one game, you'd probably be a home field advantage throughout. We'll talk with Paul Leffler. He'll be in next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. I was thinking of everybody that's involved with... uh, with Fresno State football, from everybody that works at the stadium to the broadcast to all the equipment people to everybody that's selling the hot dogs, uh, I wonder what they all did Saturday night after all those Saturday nights of uh, of fighting right there. That's why I played Elton John. Saturday night's all right. Uh, Mr. Paul Leffler, voice of Fresno State Athletics, did you hang some Christmas lights up and just relax? What did you do Saturday night? I asked CK. He said he hung lights. That's why I asked you. Now I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm trying to That's remember. That's what he Saturday. had to do. That's he had to he had to think about it as well. But uh, everybody got that night off. But you're not. It's December 16th. I assume that's a Saturday night. I didn't look at the. It's schedule. a Saturday afternoon. You know, afternoon. I went, I went to church Saturday night. That's what. I did. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I remember now. Well, yeah, in fact, I met a, a great professor from Fresno State who was there. We had a great conversation about the Bulldogs. Um, so Saturday, December sixteenth, two forty-five our time will be the kickoff. Okay, the uh, S Lita New Mexico Bowl. I looked that up on. We listened to the pronunciation Eslita. Is that how you say it? Eslita. That's how I heard. Isleta. 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 Tomato, tomato, Eslita. But I think maybe I've done a little bit of research on this here. Uh oh. And you're more than welcome to to use it for your broadcast. The Pueblo of Eslita is Navajo. It's an unincorporated community in Bernalillo County, New Mexico, originally established in the 14th century. They speak Eslitan Tiwa, T-I-W-A. That's one of their varieties of their of their language. And it's actually taught now at their elementary school since 2015. Love it. Mm-hmm. I have driven through there. Uh, Bernalillo County is... is and Bernalillo is actually a little town north of Albuquerque on I-25. You can keep driving north of there. It's on Patrol Live. <laughs> on Patrol Live goes out live to Bernalillo County. Do so, they? Oh, oh, I yeah. believe it. There's a lot of. There's a reason that some of those TV shows were set and filmed in Albuquerque. Yeah, and, Cops was always in Albuquerque. Well, and, and there's you can take the Breaking Bad tour there now be, and see all the places where they filmed. That's when not my get, cup of tea, but I mean that's like living on Christmas Tree Lane year year round. Everybody's <laughs> going to be driving through your neighborhood, right, and taking pictures and all of that. Well, you say Christmas, and that's what I look forward to in Albuquerque is 
the red and green chili. Because if you go out to any new Mexican restaurant, which is different from Mexican restaurants as we know them here, both fantastic, by the way. But if you go to any new Mexican restaurant in Albuquerque or anywhere in New Mexico, they're going to say red, green, or Christmas. And I, I always love that view coming up over the hill, and then it's so lit up because you get to see it from that top mountain coming down, mm-hmm. going west to east when you're on, I guess, I-40? I-40. I-40. Yeah, yeah, I-40. Yeah, the Sandia Crest there is, is on the And you can see it glowing before you get to see it. You see the lights glowing as in the you know in the distance there. You know, and, and it's a really neat city. It's a lot like Fresno in many ways. The, the people who put on this bowl do a really good job. But I tell you, it's going to be a challenge football-wise for the dogs because they're going up against a 10-win team, a program that hasn't historically had a lot of success, especially not against Fresno State. And they're going to be highly motivated and have a lot of fans there because, I mean, Las Cruces to Albuquerque is like here to Orange County, basically as far as distance. But there's a lot of New Mexico State grads around Albuquerque. The whole state kind of revolves around Albuquerque. I think there's going to be a lot of Aggie fans there. So it's going to feel like a road game. And is Fresno State motivated, right? Can the Bulldogs pick themselves back up after their losing streak and and right the ship with an acting head coach and Tim Skipper? He's got a big challenge in front of him, but it's going to be fun to see him embrace that opportunity. And let's not forget that all these athletes, uh, you know, (laughs) with the portal, man, everybody's auditioning. (laughs) Well, that's a good point, right? Yeah, and, and that's, I think, everyone braces for impact. Well, who's the next guy who's going to be in the portal? And today across the country, there are a few surprises, and there are several in the Mountain West. There, you know, the, the two teams that played in the championship game, Boise State and UNLV, both of their quarterbacks are in the transfer portal today. And so, did, didn't Logan Fife go into it? Logan Fife did. Um, so, you know, so he's been the backup quarterback, and maybe that's part of why he's in the portal. Uh, in, the, in the case of the Rebels and the Broncos, I mean, they have their starting quarterback. So Boise you, State, the same day Fresno State plays in New Mexico, Broncos are playing at SoFi Stadium in the L.A. Bowl, but they won't have their quarterback. I guess being a backup quarterback in NFL is more of a profession than I would say in college because a lot of these guys, that, that's it. They're not going to go to the NFL. So you got two more years. You, you've been playing. You've been a superstar since you were four years old and your dad was filming you, right? This porter, portal now opens up to where it might not be as big a school or as prestigious, but you're going to be playing every day because that drive to play every day, right? That, that's hard to not play, I guess. Well, and it's moving in both directions now, right? So you have guys in the portal who are looking for a place to play. And there are guys in the portal who are given up a place where they were the guy to go somewhere else so they can make more money because now you have this NIL component. So, for instance, you know, Cam Ward, the quarterback of Washington State, who's in the portal now, uh, it came out before he went even, even went in the portal that he had 10 offers for a million dollars or more from around the country from these Power 5 schools. So it's a whole new ballgame, as they say, whole com- new ballgame. Completely. That's There's the probably perfect, never been yeah. a, a a rule change that's affected a college or pro sport more than it's probably more than even free agency in baseball with Kurt Flood. I that's it is free agency, right? And I, I saw a few people saying that today that they should just call it free agency instead of the portal. And my I think my biggest beef with it, if you're going to have it, fine, right? I mean that that's that's where the sport has gone. It would be really hard to rein in at this point, but I do think you can make some changes, and the biggest one to me is change this window. You should not have the transfer portal opening in the period between the last regular season game and a team's bowl game. 
because right. what it does to team chemistry and, and all those dynamics is it's just not worth the juice isn't worth the squeeze there's it's, no it, reason you can't it, push that back it should be like health insurance this is the one time a year if you want to change you can do it right i forgot what that official name for that is oh yeah the, the open window open enrollment open enrollment yeah. right yeah uh open portal uh, is there a portal with sports announcers coming up? How, how, how far is this gonna? How far is this gonna go? Don't give me any ideas, Trevor. Hey, I love it here too much. But. Head coaches, portal announcements. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk about Coach Tedford. I know that mm. uh, on end of last week that broke, and uh, I mean, you know, he had the health issues and had gotten back to being healthy, and I would say probably one of the maybe outside of an air traffic controller, one of the highest stress jobs that there might be out there. I mean, it's a game, but it's a business and it's stressful at times. It is. And it's so much more than any of us can really imagine, right? If we haven't walked in those shoes, it's hard for us to really grasp how much goes into that job, especially if you care. And he cares. He cares deeply. And I always feel bad for coaches because they have game plans, but they're not the ones throwing the interception or dropping the ball. Uh, So your success is based on the actions of others even though a coach directs and guides they're not the ones throwing it right and and they you know they hang on every play and when it's the best of times like that mountain west championship last year you're everybody's hero and then you lose three games in a row and everybody you know wants to find a blame you know scapegoat somewhere and and you carry that as a coach right and you carry the jobs of your assistants and you carry the the well-being of your players i mean there's so much that goes into it and coach tedford one of the things that's made him great made him so successful is his attention to detail and that same thing that you know makes him so successful is one of the things that can weigh on you when you care about every detail and there are a million details the weight of that can get pretty significant and so I'm, you know, I'm praying for him. I, I know a lot of people around the valley are praying for him. I, I love that Fresno State said, you know, hey, this is just a, a temporary thing because if he can get that health squared away and, and get that clean bill from the doctors and feel like he can give it everything he has, uh, he's done a tremendous job. He, he's a tremendous leader, and you know, I would love to see him keep coaching for a long time if that's what he and his family want to have happen. Good. Uh, we'll leave it at that right there. Pray for Coach Shefford and his family. Paul, I, I was confused, and I have been, but now that I've become more of a, an avid weekend watcher of college football and watching and listening, of course, following Fresno State here, but watching the Southeastern Conference on CBS, who now they're not going to be there anymore, it sounded like. Yeah, that was... Uh, they did a big tearful goodbye kind of thing to it. but They did a good job with that. That was my old uh, college classmate, Adam Zucker, kind of really? anchoring that coverage, and, and I appreciated the the sentimentality there and did bring back some good memories. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you explain the playoff? Okay, to me, I my last memory was the national championship's going to be in the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, and that was it. Now, explain when they switched to this playoff thing, and now they've even added, if I'm following it correctly, uh, because everybody ex- talking about it this weekend acted like we were right up to date with it. Nobody went back and explained it. So I hope you can. Right. So, you know, in the old days, there was no college championship game. It was the polls decided, right? You have the AP poll, the writers, and the coaches poll. And there are a couple instances where those two ended up with different results. You had split national championships where the writers thought one team was the champ and the coaches thought another team was the champ, but they didn't play each other, so there was no way to know. So then they came up with this thing called the BCS, the Bowl Championship Series. And it included those big games that we're all used to that you just mentioned. 
but at the end of it, there would be one game that was for the national championship. So they would decide the two teams that this committee, this, this BCS organization thought were the two most deserving. But inevitably, there would be a third team that was left out that their fans thought they should have been in there. So they said, okay, we're going to create this college football playoff, and it'll be four teams. Because we can't do more than that. It'll take too long and take too many kids out of school. And after all, they're student-athletes. This isn't about money. This is about their classes. So we can't take too long. Never mind that the FCS, the next lower you know, division down, the football championship subdivision, which has you know, the UC Davis, Cal Poly, Montana, Montana States of the world, North Dakota State, a powerhouse, they've run a 16-team playoff for decades. And they've made it work. But, but college football, you know, the, the big FBS bracket said, no, we can't do that. So they go to the four-team playoff, and naturally teams have been left out that were deserving, and it hasn't been crystal clear. So there's been this, this hue and cry, especially, and, and Craig Thompson, who just retired as the Mountain West Commissioner last year, he was a big leader of this push to get it expanded beyond four teams. So they said last year that they're going to expand to 12 teams starting next season. So next season, in theory, Fresno State could have a chance at a national championship. If Fresno State were the highest-ranked champion from a group of five conference, the Bulldogs would be one of the 12 teams in that college football play. So it's more like a scaled-down March Madness? Exactly, and that's the idea, right? That March Madness is so fun because there's that possibility that mm-hmm. the team nobody saw coming could go the distance. And, in this and that case, always creates excitement. It does. And the, you know, the excuse from the haves in this has always been, well, there aren't 12 teams good enough to win the national championship, certainly not 16, so we can't put that many teams in there. And I'm saying, why not? If you have the upset, you know, that's one upset in 10 years is going to make everybody excited. So right excited now, how many it. openings in the playoffs are there? Four. Four. Next year? Twelve. Twelve. So and probably not too long after that, I think they will go to 16. So a guy uh, you got to know pretty well, Coach DeBoer there, in, right, in yeah. Michigan? Yeah. Now, do we. Despite getting caught cheating and having their coach penalized for a three game suspension, yeah. All right. Now, you got to. I know Alabama, Texas, Florida State, all those were, were in there. Who, who came out? I haven't followed it since yesterday when they did. Your Seminole fans haven't been barking up your tree. So, you <laughs> no. know, Florida State went undefeated 13 0, won the ACC championship game with its third string quarterback with a dominant defense, shut down Louisville. 13 and 0 with wins over LSU and Florida from the SEC. Their conference, the ACC on the whole had a winning record against the SEC. Everything lines up. There's never been an undefeated Power 5 conference champ left out of the college football playoff since they started it. All of that was disregarded with the excuse of, well, they don't have their quarterback, so they can't really put up a fair fight, and they were denied that spot in the four-team playoff despite can you appeal record. to the Supreme Court or anything? I mean, maybe they should. I mean, they're, they're definitely <laughs> complaining. But so Alabama got in. Alabama beat Georgia, who well, hadn't lost in three game. years. That was right? a good one. Yeah. But Alabama's loss earlier this year was to Texas. Texas. So Texas got in. So, you know, and, and in one way, this underscores the need for an expanded playoff because it's criminal. Why there, go 4 to 12? Why not go 4 to 8 or. Well, I think because there was that that demand by the teams in the group of five conferences, like Fresno State, you know, in the Mountain West, that they be given a spot at the table. And I think the teams in those power conferences said, well, if we only have eight spots, we know that 
we've got eight teams that deserve it. And, and you can't tell me that a team from the little old Mountain West or the American or Conference USA could be one of the best eight teams in the country. Maybe if we expand to 12, we can throw them some crumbs. Hey, I'm all for March Madness for college football. Or we'll call it uh, D- December Madness, January Madness. Uh, yeah, January Jumping Jacks. I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be fun when it starts next year. And so every team in the Mountain West and every team in the American and Conference USA and the Sun Belt, they're going to start out the year knowing if we run the table, you know, if we do our job, we have a chance to play for a national championship. And that's hey. all anybody who competes wants, right? Well, yeah, uh, we're getting rid of some old traditions, but that's what makes the world go round. And ultimately, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the reason that we watch sports, the reason you listen to our broadcast while you're, you know, coloring, coloring. on the yeah. weekends. You got your picture I colored. I did. Uh, we forgot yeah. to talk about that last time when I we gave did. it to you. Yeah. It, I still I have colored it. Paul Leffler a picture. All right, go ahead. You still have it. Oh, I, I, I still have it. I, I'm glad he didn't throw it away. Thank you. That took me a while. Appreciate you still having that. <laughs> and I still have the thought, uh, I think, <laughs> which is we want it to be decided on the field, right? The, the Mountain West had a controversy a couple weeks ago where San Jose State beat UNLV head-to-head. The next day found out, oh, that didn't actually happen. UNLV is going to the championship game with the same conference record, even though you just beat them on their field. Can we so, can just computerize it all? And that's what's happening. AI is trumping common sense and human wisdom. Yeah. Well. And and so Florida State now feels the pain that San Jose State felt the week before. Paul Leffler, thank you for explaining this. I now have a grasp on it. And now I'm even looking forward, more forward to next year. First interview next year during preseason, I'll be like, we're on our way to a national championship. <laughs> we'll hype it up, man. All right. It won't be impossible. It won't be impossible. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right. This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. I think I understand that football thing a whole lot better now. Uh, Four teams to 12 teams. Wow, that's going to be, that's going to create a a lot more. What, What is the word I'm looking for? Betting. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gambling. One of the vices. People go up and then you go down. I was talking to somebody on the other side of the country this weekend. Said this online gambling, because you can't online gamble in California. Still not legal to online gamble. But he was in a state where you can there. And uh, he said uh, if he wins, like, I'll just pick a number, $5,000. They make you wait. 14 days before that money is sent to you, but you can instantly use it to gamble with. <laughs> and he's kind of gone like when he's starting to not win, not win, not win, and they're worried about losing a customer. Suddenly you win. And I'm like, really? You think they're 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 uh, playing you like that, do you? You know what? That's been one of those things I've known to stay, to get away from because I'm kind of compulsive with things like that. I never been a gambler i would uh let me see 250 bucks once at a guy's wedding in reno and that paid for my flight and i went okay good i'm not gonna put it back i'm not gonna put it back into gambling i'll just let that cover my flight and i'll enjoy it right 
how can I be so mature over things like that, but others just not at all? Huh? Online gambling. I tell you, Jews are under attack in America. Isn't that sad? Isn't the anti-Semitism that is so rampant sad? We'll talk about that next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.